in Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17 and verses 28 to 33. That volume right now is perfect. Whatever where you got me, mark that. I like that. Sounds good. Thankful for our, our media and music and sound and all these guys and gals. They do a great job. Luke 17, verse 28. The Lord was speaking to his disciples about his return. Began to speak about the days preceding that. He said, likewise also as it was in the days of Lot. They did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they builded. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. In that day he which shall be upon the housetop and his stuff in the house, let him not come down to take it away. He that is in the field, let him likewise not return back. Verse 32, Jesus said, remember Lot's wife. Verse 33, whosoever shall seek to save his life shall lose it. Whosoever shall lose his life shall preserve it. And I want to go back one verse to 32. Talk to you on this topic tonight. Remember Lot's wife. Would you pray with me tonight as we get ready to go into this message? Ask God to open our hearts. Give us ears to hear what the Spirit would say to the church tonight. Amen. Let's pray together. Lord, God, we love you tonight. We thank you for your word, your instruction these reminders. Lord, tonight let our hearts be good ground for the word. Let our ears hear what the Spirit would say. Lord, anoint these lips of clay for just a few moments. God, let me feed the flock. Lord, let me have acceptable words, Lord, that would encourage and strengthen us and help us tonight. Lord, we're going to praise you for all these things, and we ask it in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Clap your hands to the Lord one more time tonight. Give him a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. You can be seated. God bless you tonight. Thank you for being in the house of the Lord. I know that the topic of, of end times and, and Lot's wife and people vanishing and things like that is uh, those are the kind of topics that people don't really like to talk about. They would rather have that in their personal devotion time. We would much rather in service maybe have, you know, like last week, even when I can't see it, he's working. We want to shout and know that God's there. But, but Jesus uh, was very serious in this uh, instruction. And uh, one thing about God is he's not going to leave us untold. He's going to let us know we're going to be informed about what is on the way. And talking about the days before his return, he begins, uh, prior to that, he, he mentioned the days of Noah and how things were in that day. But then he, he came down to the days of Lot. And if there's ever been a time that we are in the days of Lot, to me, uh, I don't know exactly, of course, how bad it was then. Uh, reading it, it sounds horrible. Uh, Looking at the news today, it sounds horrible. When we see the things that are happening 
uh, in our world today. Uh, it is evident that uh, our world is coming into alignment with the days of Lot. Uh, we live in a modern-day Sodom. It's just a fact. It's open. It's there. They're not ashamed. There's no more closets. The closets have been destroyed, and it's just wide open and out in the open, and that's just the way it is in this world today. That is anything and whatsoever that they can think of to do or try to get us to do or force us into doing or forcing us to allow them to do, uh, it's there. They, they want to make sure that uh, they are seen and that they are heard and they're not going away. We are living in the days of Lot. We are living in the days that Jesus was speaking about uh, when Luke recorded this. We are uh, definitely in those days. How much longer these days will continue, I do not know. Uh, but I do know that this is a sign of the Lord coming back. And one thing that he says here uh, before he, he's not even mentioning the wickedness that was going on. He simply said that they did not care to think about uh, that there would be any judgment or destruction upon them because they were so busy with their lives. They ate, they drank, they bought and they sold, they planted and they builded. They said, this is the life we're going to live and nothing is ever going to happen to us because of it. But God is coming back. The Lord's coming back and the scripture says that he would be coming back like a thief in the night. At a time and such an hour as we think not, the Son of Man is going to be coming back again and we need to be ready for his return. There's so many things today that could distract us and move us and get us off of the path that God wants us to walk. And we must be more diligent than ever before to make sure that we are paying attention to what the Lord is saying to the church in this hour. If Lot could escape, I want to know how he escaped. If Noah could escape, I want to know how he could escape. I want to make sure that I am doing what it takes to get out. And I'll tell you that Lot got out because he obeyed the commandment that God gave them that would save them. Noah and his family got out because he obeyed completely all that God told him to do. So friend, you and I need not think that we can uh, just get by on a cheaper or lesser belief and walk with God. There's not some new kind of easy uh, bake oven salvation that happens in just about five minutes and we're going to be all right. All right. <laughs> There's no, there's no microwave walk with God. We're going to have to do what they did because it's still the Word of God. We have got to get back to lining up ourselves and getting in alignment with the coming of the King. I know we've, we've got to maintain ourselves. We've got to get our flesh under subjection. We've got to start uh, getting close to the things of the world and start getting back closer to the things of God. And we've got to start paying attention to what God is saying. We can no longer uh, sit back and say, well, let's just have grace. Let's just have mercy and be tolerant of everybody because uh, tolerant is not something that we're supposed to be. I, I, God does not tolerate sin. God is long-suffering, but God hates sin. He loves people. He hates sin. I love people. I hate sin. I hate sin. I hate wickedness in the world because you can't, 
even look at anything anymore without it affecting you. You can't drive down the road and look at billboards hardly anymore. You can't see ads that pop up if you have TV or even now just watching YouTube or something. Now they got ads. And, and the only way you can escape that is if you pay money not to have ads. But Or if you see the ads. Whew, my goodness, you, you can't get those images out of your mind. And your kids uh, are able to see that kind of stuff if you're not around. And, and it pops up on the phones. It's on those reels. Oh, my goodness. I wish they would take reels off of Facebook because they're on, all the garbage that pops up in the middle of that stuff, it's horrible. You're trying to look for something about uh, baseball or football, and the next thing pops up, it ain't baseball or football. We live in a world that is growing more perverse by the day. It is getting darker by the hour. And church, we need to know that we've got to start getting ourselves in alignment with the coming of God. Uh, we need to line up with the word. We need to carry our cross daily. We need to make sure we're doing all the things that the scripture tells us to do. But do not live your life like you don't know that God's coming back. He said, what I say to you, I say unto all, watch. Make sure you are watching, not just watching uh, the skies, but watching your life. There's a lot of people just looking for signs and looking for signs. But the scripture is true. No man knoweth the day of the hour. So he said, watch. Watch what? Watch your life. Watch your walk. Watch what you're doing. Watch what you're watching. Watch where you're going. Watch who you're hanging out with. Because, friend, you better know that the Lord's coming back. He said there'd be two in a field. One be taken, one be left. I've always thought about that scripture. I said they were in the same field. That means they're working for the same master. But somebody's left behind. Oh, I want to make sure that as I'm laboring in the field, that it's with a pure heart, that it's with clean hands, that I got a right spirit within me because I want to be in alignment when the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords comes back. When that trumpet sounds, whatever it's going to be like, whatever that great day is going to be like, I want to make sure that I'm ready to go. I want to make sure that I have listened to what God is saying. This is what it'll take for you to be saved. He gave those instructions to Noah. He gave those instructions to Lot and his wife and his two daughters. He gave them instruction on how they could be saved. When Jesus was preaching and teaching and talking to them about how it would be, he said, people in the day before I come, they will not be worried about judgment. They don't think that there is a God. They've turned it around to the now it's where uh, God did not create man, but man created God. They don't believe in God. Uh, the things that are prevalent and wide open in this world today, and I'm, I'm trying to get back in here, but, but just looking in the news and seeing things and things that other pastors are dealing with in their city. Uh, one, one pastor friend that I have on Facebook, he's just being attacked by people that are just, uh, just witchcraft has become so prevalent in his city. And he made a statement about that, and I mean they descended on him like, a, 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 like locusts and began to just mock him and belittle him and, and say ugly things about God and even make fun and said, yeah, when we get done on, on that Halloween night, we're going to be doing children's sacrifice. You better stay away. And he said, you think that's funny? And they said, no, I don't think it's funny. That's what we're going to do, so you better stay away. I don't know if they're serious or not. But I'm telling you, that's the, they have no fear of God. 
They have no fear of judgment. They have no fear that anything, they think if I die, I'll just be dead and that'll be the end of it. Or maybe they think they're coming back as something else. I don't know. But what I do know is they're not worried about the Lord. But friend, let me tell you, we cannot afford as the church to fall asleep on the coming of the Lord. I've got to make sure that I'm always living in the light of eternity because Jesus is coming back one day and he told us how to get out of here. Repent of your sins. Be baptized in Jesus' name and be filled with the Holy Ghost. You must be born again. Born of water, born of spirit. That's what it's going to take to get us out of here. He's always made sure we had the answer for getting out. Just like he did with Noah, just like he did with Lot. And the thing about this is he begins to talk about the destruction of Sodom and how that Lot and his family went out. He said in that day, he said, when things really start going, he said, don't start looking back to where you came from. He said, in that day, if you're on the house and your stuff's in the house, don't come down to take it away. Quit worrying about your stuff and make sure you're just ready to go. Let me tell you, if we could see him coming from a distance, I wouldn't be trying to pack a bag because there ain't nothing here that I can take with me. And there ain't nothing here that's so important that I, gotta, I might miss him coming by. Friend, maybe that's why he said, I'm coming in a moment in the twinkling of an eye so you won't have time to be worrying about what can I take with me because that's how we are. But he said, don't worry about your stuff. And if you're in the field, let him likewise not return back. I'm working in the field. He said, there's a field that's ready for harvest and we're working and laboring in the field. I don't want to be trying to go back when the Lord's coming to get his church. He said, let me put a big exclamation mark on this. Remember Lot's wife. Well, there's not much to remember. I could just shorten the message and say, don't look back. But what happened? How do you get to a point, a place of looking back? When I remember Lot's wife, I remember that she has no name recorded. She simply spoke of as Lot's wife, his wife. I know that she was a person. She lived. She was somebody's daughter. She was probably a sister. She became somebody's wife. Then she became a mother. She had a life. And I'm sure that in her goings, in her life, that she never intended on the destruction that would happen to her in her life. That she never thought this would actually happen if I simply look back. You say, well, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm going to tell you in just a minute. When Lot made the decision to face his tent towards Sodom, it seemed like this was the best option. And he had no intentions of it having the repercussions that it had. This world will still paint a pretty picture of how it lives, trying to get you to face your tent door. Uh, so when you walk out, that's all you see. It wants to put on the best show so it can entice you and seduce you. The Bible says in the last days, there would be evil men and seducers that would wax worse. This world is trying to seduce us. Make us think that what we've got is what you want. 
And what you've got, you want to throw away. But I want to hold on. I want to cleave to what I've got. In the book of Revelation, he said, hold fast to that that you have so no man can take your crown. I don't want to lose my crown because I relinquished my hold on what got me here. But it looked like the right choice. They knew uh, that it was not a right city, but they thought maybe we can handle it. We can dwell among these people and not be caught up by it. Uh, uh, but God was wanting to get them out. Uh, it would, uh, they thought, this is going to provide the solution of what we need. But it was not a good choice. Talked about choosing things on Sunday and making wise choices uh, to pitch his tent towards Sodom was not a good decision. And then when it was time to get out, we see the effect that doing this had on their choices. In Genesis chapter 19, here's the story. And in the morning, when the, when the morning arose, the angels that had come to save Lot and his family, they hastened Lot and they said, Arise, take your wife, your two daughters, which are here, lest you be consumed in the iniquity or the punishment of this city. And while he lingered, what, what are you waiting on? Get out of here. Judgment's coming. Destruction's coming. God's going to destroy this place. But while he lingered, look how merciful God is. The men laid hold upon his hand and upon the hand of his wife and upon the hand of his two daughters. Because the Lord was merciful, they brought him forth and set him without the city. And it came to pass when they had brought them forth abroad, he said, escape for your life. Look not behind thee, neither stay in the plain. Escape to the mountain, lest you be consumed. He told them how to survive. This is what it'll take. I know that we're taking you out of your home. They were leaving children in Sodom because there were some uh, that a lot went to and they, they mocked him when he told them that God was about to destroy this place. But he said, you have to escape for your life. I have made a way. Even when you've been lingering, I was merciful and took you by the hand and said, come on, let me lead you out of this place. God has led us away from the world. He said, come out from among them and be ye separate and touch not the unclean thing, saith the Lord. God does not want us to fellowship with darkness. Light has no fellowship with darkness. It can't dwell with it. It's either dark or it's light. It can't be both. In verse 24, it says, then, Lot, or then the Lord rained upon Sodom and upon Gomorrah, brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. And he overthrew those cities and all the plain and all the inhabitants of the cities and that which grew upon the ground. Now, here's what Jesus told us to remember. But his wife looked back. The Lord said, look not behind thee. Don't look back, but keep moving forward. Get to the mountain or you'll be consumed. But his wife looked back from behind him and she became a pillar of salt. She looked back. Why would you do that? Or oh, I tell you today, there's many times when I throw up my hands and I go, why do they do that? 
God has specifically told us what it's going to take to make it all the way home. Why would they do that? Why are they looking back? Why are they desiring things? It wasn't just the look, because I look back a lot of times to see where God has brought me from, and it's so I can praise him for the journey. But she wasn't looking back to see, whoo, thank goodness he saved me from that. She was looking back. Her heart was looking back. She was longing for the place that she had just left. Remember, this is with Abraham. This is the beginning of God's people. She came out of a paganistic uh, culture and out of a religion where they worshipped other gods and, and maybe getting into Sodom stirred up some old things inside of her and she wasn't uh, really uh, following Abraham the way they were before. Maybe that's why Lot chose, I'll go this way and we'll go to this city and we'll dwell there uh, because it just it's more familiar to what we had and what we were. I don't know. Has she gotten cold? Was it something there that she just couldn't forget? Was she caught up in some kind of life that she couldn't leave behind? I don't know what it was, but only a look. She simply looked with her heart. It wasn't just her eyes that saw it, but it was what was going on in her heart. It's similar to when the Lord said, if a man looks on a woman and lusts after her, with his eyes. He's already committed adultery in his heart. He said, your, your eyes will follow your heart. And, and uh, Lot wanted to be saved, and the daughters wanted to be saved, but his wife, well, it was only a look, only a look, and that's the, that's the fearful thing. It was, we think it's only a look, but is it your heart turning your attention that way? Is it something going on inside that you've let creep in there that's, that's got between you and your relationship with God and it's causing you to ease your gaze back to the place where God saved you from? The angels brought them out of the place that was going to be destroyed. They were saved if they had just kept walking in the word of the Lord. But she looked back and Jesus said, that the day is going to come where the temptation will be to go back, to look back. But he reminded, remember Lot's wife. I need to make sure that after I've brought you out of darkness into my marvelous light, after I've washed you in my blood and filled you with my spirit, that you're not looking back to the place I saved you from. Oh, it was always like that with God's people. Israel did it when he brought them out of Egypt. Oh, when they were in the desert and things got a little tough, they just wished to be back in Egypt where the melons were and the leeks were and, and all the fish that they wanted in the food, all the finery of Egypt, but they were slaves there. And God said, I don't want you to be slaves, so I brought you out. And he's telling the church today, I don't want you to be lost. It's not my will that you perish, so I'm bringing you out. But remember in the last days, that wickedness and evil men and seducers are going to get worse and worse. It's going to get harder and harder sometimes to take your stand. But keep standing. Keep walking. Keep going forward. Don't let your heart turn your eyes. Come on, somebody. The Bible tells me to keep my heart with all diligence because out of it are the issues of life. I want to make sure that I've got my heart right with God. And let me tell you, having your heart right with God is more than saying, I believe in God. It's more than saying, I know there's a God. It's more than saying, I know he's coming back. Are we doing what Lot did? 
Are we obeying completely the word of God? Are we doing what Noah did and obeying completely the word of God because that's what saved them? And if we're going to be saved, it won't be by any other way. We will be saved by the word because you won't be saved unless you're born again. And the Bible says that we are born again, not of corruptible seed, but by incorruptible, the word of God. I know this is a lot different than last Wednesday. I understand that this is not the same as it was. And believe me, I could have jumped back in the story of Job and, and went to town. But this message kept holding on to me. And I, my wife will tell you, I was right. She called me and said, do you have any idea? I said, no, I don't. I knew what was before me, but I was like, these kind of messages, I know that people say, oh, my goodness, I'm not going to sleep tonight. Well, if you lose a few hours sleep, and it causes you to pray and get your heart right with God, then it was worth it. Because I want to make sure that people make it to heaven. We've got to stop looking back. There's nothing behind us. And the message that Jesus taught, that's what he seals it with. Remember Lot's wife. He told us in Luke 14 and 33, when if we wanted to be his disciples, he said, whosoever he be of you that will not forsake all that he has, he cannot be my disciple. If I'm not willing to walk away from the things that God called me from, how can I go to where he wants me to go? Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, and neither can unrighteousness. And he called us out of unrighteousness into his righteousness, the righteousness which is faith in him. Friend, I don't want to be caught lingering in the city. He said they were lingering. You know what that means? Just lingering. You got to go somewhere. You ever trying to get out the door for church and your kids just in there playing with toys, lingering, looking at stuff. I, I'm not going to say anything about wives or nothing like that because my wife, she's usually in the car before I am. But you ever, you know, when somebody's just lingering, they're just not, there's nothing, they're not going, there's no direction. They're not moving one way or the other. They're just lingering. Lingering around, looking around. What am I leaving? Do I really have to leave? Do I really have to go? My goodness, it was angels from heaven telling you God's about to judge this city. And the Lord has spoke time and time again in his word. And, you know, and if you want to just get you know, people lo love it because it's written in red so they can identify the words of the Lord. This was what Jesus said. Remember Lot's wife. Why? Because she looked back and perished, and he doesn't want his people, uh, after he's done so much, uh, to save them, to bring them out, to look back and be lost. Church, it's a serious hour that we're living in. You could go to Matthew 24 and start reading the signs of the times, wars and rumors of wars, earthquakes, floods. My goodness, there's been floods over in India and different places and, and thousands of people are dying and vanishing. People are gone. They're shooting rockets. People are dying. People are getting blown up. Other people are getting interested about jumping in the war. It, friend, we are in perilous times. But the church is going to be saved. We don't have to be afraid. We don't have to hide and cower in fear because the church is going to be saved. God's going to take care of his people and God has made a way for us to get out, but I don't want my heart to get cold. 
I don't want to be caught lingering in the city. It will destroy me. You're not going to be able to stay in the place that God's destroying and think, well, I'll be all right. There's nothing there to hold on to. Forsake it all. The Apostle Paul said, the things that I thought were gain to me, those I counted loss, and I counted them waste and refuse that I might win Christ. I've got to keep pushing forward. I've got to keep moving in the right direction. In Matthew 24, Jesus said this about the end times. In verse 12 and 13, And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. He said, iniquity, wickedness. He said, because there's so much wickedness in the world that the love of many will get cold. Not just like a romantic love, it's the agape love, that love that you have for God. He said people will become lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Because there's a lot of people say, you know, listen to what, what the Paul said there. They'll be lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. They'll still say they love God. They just love their stuff more. They just love their habit more. They just love their hobby more. They just love their addiction more. They just love that sin more. But God is resolute in what he said in his word. The wages of sin is death. It's destruction. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Friend, let me tell you today, we've got to hear what the Lord is saying to us today and get serious about our salvation. There's going to be times of shouting. There's going to be times of running and worshiping. There's going to be chains breaking and prison doors flying open. But tonight, I would not be the pastor that I am supposed to be if I did not declare to you, remember Lot's wife. Whatever is vying for your attention, whatever is trying to sway your heart, whatever is trying to pull you back into the mess that Jesus died to bring you out of, it's time to get your focus back on the word, on the message, on the plan of salvation, and start walking in the right direction. And the only time we ought to be looking back is just to see, look how far he's brought me. Oh, I don't want to... Listen, because iniquity shall abound. Just see, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. So this must be the way. No, it's not the way. Because where sin abounds, the grace of God does that much more abound. So it's going to be so overwhelming, it seems like. He said, the love of many will wax cold. We need to be a preventative measure in that. And make sure you're telling your spouse and your children, and your friends, and your family. Quit worrying so much about hurting their feelings. I ain't talking about being rude or being ugly or being vengeful or, or, or attack, attacking people. But if you see somebody you love drifting, you tell him, hey, wake up. Where you been? What are you doing? What do you think you're doing doing that? It's time that we look, you can do it in love and compassion. You don't have to do it angry with hate. You don't grab them by the throat, by the nap of the neck, shake them around. That's not what we do. But you can tell them, don't you know Jesus is coming back? 
And the Bible says many are going to wax cold. I'm trying to keep the fire burning in you. Pray, read the word, seek God, go to church, be involved. Tell somebody else about Jesus, but don't get cold. He said in verse 13, but he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. There ain't no shortcut. He said, you're going to have to endure till this thing is over. While Jesus said on the cross, it is finished. He had to go all the way to the end. Paul had to go all the way to the end. I have finished my course. There's no shortcut. Can't go around, go under. You've got to go on the path. Don't become accepting of this world and its ways. Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid what Paul wrote to the church. After we have been called out and saved and washed, shall we continue in the things that Jesus saved us from? We can't do that. Oh, hey, I know this, I know this ain't that hippie feel good. Bunch of free loving Jesus freak people. You know, I know, I know this ain't that message. But you don't want to wake up and I don't want to wake up surprised one day. What? I had to do that? You mean I couldn't just live like the rest of the world and it'd be all right? You mean I could just, I couldn't just, you mean, it really wasn't once saved, always saved? I'm trying to tell you and I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to be, uh, feel that role of watchman on the wall because I see the time is growing dark and time is approaching and I know we, we don't like to think about it. We've hoped it would maybe be a little farther than it is and we still don't know how close it really is but I can tell you that this day is getting more and more like the days of Lot than it has ever gotten, than it ever has been and we can't become accepting of this world and its ways. If you got, if you got kids in school, especially if you got kids in public school, you better be praying over them and pleading the blood of Jesus over them and looking for an alternative because now more than ever we see it in the news, they don't even punish them anymore. It's just, you know, just a little slap on the wrist, maybe something, but, but, but now they, it's just okay. To, they're telling your kids just be who you want to be. Decide who you are, what you are. That's not the Bible. I can, I can just deflate all that in, in one verse. And God created them male and female. In the story. In the story. But it's on the rise. It's on the rise. It's on the rise. Listen, if we be begin to just accept these things, it will make us cold to the ways of God in the life that we should live, we have to endure with no looking back. In Luke 9 and 62, Jesus said unto them, no man, I don't care who he is, preacher, pastor, king, president, it doesn't matter who he is, prophet, apostle, whatever he calls himself, any man that puts his hand to the plow and looks back, that's what he said, looking back, He's not fit for the kingdom of God. 
not fit for the kingdom. Have you ever heard sadder words in your life? That the Lord would look on us and say, not fit. Hey, she didn't turn back. He didn't say turn back. He said, looking back. She didn't turn back, but she looked back. What was she yearning for? What was so important? Jesus said, what would it profit a man if he would gain the whole world and lose his soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? What are you trading eternity for? To fit in? I don't want to fit in with the world. I've said this before. I don't, I don't want to be part of the, the crowd. I want to be part of the cloud. Hebrews said there's a great cloud of witnesses that stood in faith for God. And I don't want to be part of the crowd that just goes with the flow, that goes with the flow of this world. Now, I know some of these subjects are tough because there's hardly, it's hardly a family alive today that their family is not affected. They, they don't have a member that is affected by this. I know that. I get it. I understand that. But it doesn't change what God said in his word. And God wants all men to be saved. All men, all women. He wants everybody, all people. He died for the whole world that they might be saved. I don't want to get caught looking back. So remember Lot's wife, yeah, Lord, I remember, I remember. She looked back. And it's terrible what happened, but it's that, that warning that reminds me that whenever temptations come and things come my way that, and, and I feel my heart trying to turn my gaze that I can say, no, remember Lot's wife. It reminds me that I have the best deal going. He's given me the plan of salvation. He's given me a way to get out so I can live my life for him. Jesus called me out of sin so I could be saved, not so I could return. The Bible says dogs return to their vomit and pigs to the mud, but we're not dogs, we're not pigs. We're his people created in his image. And I'm not going back, and I'm not looking back. In Hebrews 11, 15 and 16, it says, And truly, if they had been mindful of the country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country that is a heavenly. Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. God has prepared a place. Honey, y'all can come to the music tonight. God has prepared a place. How can any where that I came from compare to what he has prepared. How can I think that I would rather go back to the destruction he called me out of and miss that place that he said, I've gone away to prepare a place for you that where I am you may be also. The days of Lot are surely upon us. You can stand with me tonight. And while we're busy with life, we must remember this day is coming. In the days of Noah, God called Noah into the ark and he closed the door upon him and his family. And it says the rest of the world 
knew not until the flood came and took them away. I can't imagine in that moment realizing if I had just listened to Noah. He tried to warn us, but we just went about our life marrying and giving in marriage, buying, selling, building, just living life. And there's nothing wrong with all of that until that becomes all there is to your life. There's no room for God. But he shut the door and the flood came. The days of Sodom and the days of Lot, that day people were getting up and going to their jobs, working in their field, feeding their families, going about their everyday life and fire and brimstone rained down from heaven. No concern for eternity. No concern for the things of God. That's the world we live in today. But that doesn't have to be us. There's a catching away coming. How it's going to happen exactly, who knows? We try to visualize it. They've wrote books, made movies. Who knows? I just know that in a moment, a twinkling of an eye, Scripture says we would be changed. But in these days that we see coming on this world, don't go back. You're not leaving anything you need. I can tell you this, anything that God called you away from, you don't need it. If he asks you to lay it down, it's because you can live without it. God would never ask you to give up something that you couldn't live without. Remember Lot's wife. I'm not going back. I'm not looking back. I want to keep moving forward to what God's got for me. Tonight, while she's playing, I'm going to open the altar. We finished a few minutes early tonight. I, I, I hope that you will come and find a place to pray for a few moments.